Hey everybody, welcome back to JNR Basketball. My name is Ronnie and welcome back Jonathan. He's back from vacation. How you doing, Jonathan? I'm doing great, Ronnie. I was really excited when you said that you were going to lead this podcast. One, because I just got back from vacation. And two, I just want to see what kind of train wreck you <laughs> lead us into. So yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully everyone else is as well. This is a Ronnie-directed podcast. Uh, let's, let's get to it, Ronnie. What do you got it's, on the agenda for us? It's going to be perfect. But yeah, let's get right back into it. We're going to talk basketball. First thing I want to know is, I basically just want to get your thoughts on this whole Robert Sarver situation. So just to refresh this, everybody's yeah, memories. Let's so, catch us up on what, yep. what the allegations were, what, the, what, the, what all the details were, Ronnie. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and you know what? So let me, let me go over like, what the podcast is going to be. So first we're going to go, uh, like, this is to get everybody refreshed on what happened on the, during the offseason. Um, I'm... And then we're going to go and we're going to talk about the preseason so far, what we've seen in the preseason so far. Um, the last part, I might talk about FIBA, but I'm having trouble getting some things on that. So I don't know. I'll just touch on a little little part of that. Anyways, going back to the Sarver situation. So Robert Sarver is a majority owner of the Phoenix Suns and a Phoenix Mercury, right? So he basically got suspended for one year by the NBA commissioner, Adam Silver, because he would... Basically, because it was just creating a hostile work environment. He would say the N-word. He was accused of sexism and all this horrible stuff. So he got suspended for one year and a $10 million fine. I don't know, Jonathan. I just, I kind of already went over what I thought about everything. What what do you think about all of this? Just just let us have it. I want to hear your side yeah, of it. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, I never really liked Robert Sarver. So when it comes out that he's kind of a racist perv, it's just like, yeah, that's, that's kind of on brand with, with what this guy is. He's not a good owner. He doesn't represent the NBA very well. Uh, I, I think it was you on the last podcast that mentioned he like pantsed somebody at mm -hmm. a Christmas party. Yeah. And I think the, I think the power move there is to turn around and do the same to him and then just both mm -hmm. stare at each other with your pants down, uh, a little awkward dance, but, He's just, he doesn't, he was trying, when he first bought the team, he was trying to be like Mark Cuban and do all this fun stuff. And it just seemed fake and insincere. And he just, you know, he's, he's a, a scummy guy. And it's not the first time the NBA has, the team has been owned by a scummy guy. And it's probably not going to be the last time. Uh, I think the punishment is a little bit light, to be honest. I feel like they should have done more. Um, we know some of the repercussions that are coming from this is he is not being forced to sell the team like the Clippers owner was. And I think yeah. the big difference there is the Clippers owner was caught on tape saying those things where, to my knowledge, they don't have Sarver on tape uh, saying some of these things or doing some of these things. So I think that that plays a role into it. Um but I, I think he, he is, he has come out and said he is selling the team, but because he's not being forced to sell the team, you know, he's just going to milk this and drag it out for as long as possible to try to get the best offer possible. Yeah. Um, and he's just going to hold the Suns hostage like he has for the last several years. You know, we were so close to a championship team, we meaning Phoenix Suns, but he refused to go into the luxury tax because this was just a piggy bank for him. Um, so yeah. I, I, I'm happy to see him go. I hope it's sooner rather than later. But I, I project the team will remain under Sarver's control for at least another year. While while he's suspended, I think he won't be seriously trying to sell the team. I hope I'm wrong, but I think he's just going to want too much money for what the team is worth and just kind of hold the team hostage, hold the city hostage. Yeah, I hate Silver. I mean, not Silver. I hate Sterling. 
I mean, Adam Silver does look like Sorry. Lord Voldemort, right? Doesn't he look like uh, when he comes out to announce the picks? Doesn't he look like Voldemort with like makeup on? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You got, it's pretty you cool, but <laughs> but yeah, I've I've never been a fan of Cyber, so I, I'm on the same side as you. And yeah, you're talking about the Clippers situation with Donald Sterling. Where uh, you know he was the owner. It's a lot he of S one... names here, right? Yeah. Silver, Sterling, and Sarver. Right. Let's let's see how many times we can get that mixed up. <laughs> yeah, he was the one caught, you know, on the recording saying the N word and things like that. So he was immediately forced by by uh, Adam Silver to to sell the team. Where you know Sarver hasn't been forced to, just like you said. So the common thing is that Chris Paul was on both of these teams. So it just seems to be following him around the league wherever he goes. The owners get. You know, something crappy happens to the owners. And then how do you feel like yeah. the motivation is for like the Suns players now to try to win a championship for this owner? Like what what do you think their mindset is right now? I don't think it's necessarily connected to that. And I don't think, it, oh God, I hope it's not connected to yeah. that. I hope their effort lever doesn't go into the owner because at the end of the day, they're the, they're the NBA champions. The, you know, people aren't going to talk about you know, Robert Sarver not winning a championship. They're going to talk about Chris Paul never winning a championship. So mm -hmm. I think you still have to play for your legacy, for what you're trying to build, whether it be somebody like, you know, Chris Paul trying to win a ring, Devin Booker trying to establish himself as, as one of the best in the league, DeAndre Ayton trying to bounce back after kind of a, a rough, a rough rookie contract here with the Suns. Right. Um, Jay Crowder is is and he has won a championship, but he's fighting for some some respect after some of the stuff that happened this offseason related to him. So I think the players are and they should have sort of a selfish mindset. What what do I need to do to secure my legacy, to secure my next contract, to secure you know X Y Z? So I don't think that plays a role into it. Um, I think they're not going to do Sarver any favors and like, hey, here's a buddy of mine that wants to take her picture with Chris Paul. And they're going to be like, no, dude, screw you. Um, and I would be 100% behind that as well. So I, I, I hope it doesn't impact their performance on the court. Uh, I think there's a million other things that could impact their performance on the court. I'd hate to add one more thing to that list. There was a rumor about Dr. Dre getting in for to own the team. Have you heard anything about that? I've heard so many rumors that are just absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. I have not heard the Dr. Dre one. Yeah. I heard the Shaquille O'Neal one. I heard Shaquille O'Neal was interested in being part owner of the Suns. Yeah. Um, a lot of There was another, a leather. Well, yeah, it's expensive. And, right. and those guys, despite all the money that they have, you know, having that much liquid cash to buy a team is not, is not easy. So yeah, it's going to be an investment group inevitably. Uh, but I would love for Shaquille O'Neal to be part of that investment group. Yeah. I think that'd be great. I, I, Shaq is such a, an ambassador of the game. One of the most recognizable players in the league. Um, I would love for him to be associated with the Phoenix Suns in some way. You know, Larry Fitzgerald, Arizona Cardinal, great Larry Fitzgerald, is also a minority owner of the Suns currently. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm interested to see if he's able to stick around with whatever that investment group is. Because, yeah. you know, talking about ambassadors for the state, Larry, there, there's very few people that would be better than Larry Fitzgerald on that. So if you could have an investment group that involves Shaq and Larry Fitzgerald, um, I think that would just be awesome. Yeah, Dr. Dre, I, I, I could care less. <laughs> right. How good would it be to have Larry Fitzgerald be the face of the Phoenix Suns instead of someone like Dr. Dre, who's in the past rapped about right. like bitches and hoes and stuff, you know? So <laughs> when you're talking about like Robert Sarver, who's, you know, sexism and all that. And then like, yeah, yeah. You, you can't have Dr. Dre in this mix. You just, you're going to make things worse. So, but yeah, Larry being the face, I want that. 
But yeah, and, and I would he, love it if he, you take like Arizona sports greats. You know, Shaquille O'Neal was in, was a son for a little while, but mm-hmm. you know, it is what it is. But have Larry Fitzgerald, have Shane Doan, have Luis Gonzalez, yep. <laughs> have all of these Arizona sports icons, Kevin Johnson, Steve Nash, why not? Yeah. Get them all in uh, and have them be the the ownership group. Obviously, that'll never happen. Uh, but I, I, I would love, love the idea. I would love I would love the idea as well, but I would love to see some past or f- past players be involved uh, with this ownership group. I think that's just good for the game all around. For sure. Yep, I agree. Hopefully we'll see it, but yeah, probably not. All right. So I, I, I don't hold your breath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So moving on, we're going to talk about the Kevin Durant saga this offseason. So for those of you that don't know or had, haven't been watching the news or sports news, so Durant wasn't happy with how the season went with New- in New Jersey with the Nets because of the whole Kyrie Irving situation. New Jersey, Ronnie. Brooklyn is in New York, oh, buddy. Okay, Brooklyn Nets. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while. Okay, so the, so the whole Kyrie Irving situation, right? He wasn't happy with that situation. Kyrie Irving wasn't able to play the home games because he refused to get his COVID shot. Then the Nets traded James Harden for Simmons. Simmons... Didn't play a single game. They were flushed out of the playoffs. They they didn't win a single playoff game. So Durant said, enough of this. I went out and requested trade from the Nets. He says he liked to play with Booker and the Suns, things like that, right? So all these trades from all these other teams were declined. There, there was just no hope for Durant. So Durant basically still had four years on his contract left. So it was really tough to trade him this year. So Durant says, okay, fine. I'll only play with the Nets if you guys fire Sean Marks, the GM, and the head coach, Steve Nash. And that didn't happen. <laughs> so which brings us up to date where everything seems fine in Brooklyn now. They're, they're playing their preseason games. They, they seem like all friendly and everything. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just seems like all of this was just like nonsense drama. It was just like clickbait and just dumb, you know? So we're basically... Nothing happened, and I don't know what. What do you What do you have to say about all this? So everything's fine, right? Well, no, everything's not fine. There's a lot of ego. There's a lot of drama. That's it. This is, at some point is going to boil over, especially if they struggle early. Um, you know, winning cures all. That's that's the old adage, and and there's a lot of truth to that. But if they don't win, they're going to be a mess. They're going to be mm-hmm. a dumpster fire. Um, it's it's absolutely insane that I, I I haven't looked it up and I meant to do it before and I apologize. I wanted to see what the futures bet on this team. What's the over under on wins? Because I would absolutely take the under because someone's going to get hurt. Kyrie is already making statements and one of the NBA greats and I, I don't remember who it was. Maybe it was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar basically called him out saying this guy's an idiot <laughs> and he is an idiot. Kyrie's an idiot. Uh, Kevin Durant, you know, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't get Kevin Durant. I don't think I ever will. Uh, a lot of drama. He created a lot of drama. He created a lot of content, not just for our podcast to talk about, but other podcasts and sports shows. Oh, yeah. he's talking about Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, watch. They're going to be a mess. Uh, one of the things that I loved, and I watched a highlight of a preseason game with Brooklyn, and I don't know if you saw this as well, but apparently a bunch of Philadelphia fans came into Brooklyn and were just ridiculously loudly booing Ben Simmons every time he had the ball. <laughs> and, you know, Ben Simmons has struggled at the three throw line. So his first two shots at the three throw line, he missed and they were booing and then laughing <laughs> as he missed these shots. So Philadelphia fans are relentless and I, I got a good chuckle out of it. I thought it was pretty funny, That's but cool. yeah, that, this, team, this that. team's going to be a mess. This team's going to be a mess. I, you know, last year I had them 
I think even even in the playoffs, they were a top three team to win it all just because of their talent level. But there's just too much ego. It's it's going to be a struggle. And honestly, I don't know that Steve Nash is going to be a successful coach in the NBA. Fantastic point guard, fantastic player in the league for many, many years, two-time MVP. I just don't think that tr- necessarily translates into I can be a head coach. Yeah, I I agree with you there. Going back to what you were saying with the odds, so Brooklyn is fifth best favored odds. Uh, they're at plus 740. So it goes Boston, Golden okay. State, LA Clippers, Milwaukee Bucks, and Brooklyn, and Phoenix. We'll throw them in too. So, okay. yeah, we'll see if that works out. I mean, they do have the talent, like you said. And, uh, yeah, Simmons, he actually played too in, a, in the preseason. So I don't know if you saw that, but he's, yeah. he's actually playing. Yeah, I saw- <laughs> Yeah, I, I saw him miss two three throws and get <laughs> yeah, mocked. So, that, so. so that's uh, yeah, that's great to see. He had his back surgery and everything, so he's he's on the floor. So yeah, just uh, just interesting to see that nothing really happened there. I know there's yeah, just like you said, if they lose, it's probably gonna all come back up. You know, like you did this and you did that in the pre, in the, right. you know, in the season before. But yeah, I don't know. What, what do you think is gonna happen? Like if they start losing, do you think they're gonna? be forced to trade some players or do you like what who are you trading from that though right that's the problem is it's it's like you want kevin durant his massive contract knowing that he's not going to be happy plus or minus two years i mean that seems to be the shelf life of kevin durant Mm -hmm. you want kyrie irving who's just gonna be kyrie irving and and be cancer in the locker room and, and cause problems there or do you want uh, oft injured Ben Simmons. I mean, who who's trading for those guys? Unless you're trading one malcontent for another malcontent and just being like, hey, we got to get rid of this guy. We might as well take this guy. It's one dumpster fire for another. Uh, maybe maybe the grass is greener, but they would need to. I think I think the first casualty is going to be Steve Nash. Yeah, but I don't know for sure. Um, yeah, I I can't imagine a team would be interested in trading these guys. I I wouldn't if I was an owner I wouldn't want my team to trade for them right you know I was I was okay with the Kevin Durant trade knowing that the Chris Paul only had a year or two probably of productive basketball left in him but with with all of this I don't I don't know I'd rather have Monty Williams as a head coach than Kevin Durant as a player yeah exactly yeah and I was saying I I don't want Durant in the locker room after all this mess too but uh, before like when the first, when the trade first was said I was like okay cool we might get Durant that'd be amazing you know but then. I was like, well, I also don't want to win a championship that way. You know, I don't want to create a super team either. But yeah, just yeah. like you said, we then, talked then about we're, that. Yeah. I, would, I would take it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then we're stuck with Durant and then all of his drama that comes along with it, all of his tweets and everything. And yeah, I just, I just don't want it. So basically, they, it seems like they're fine right now, but we're just going to have to wait and see what happens in the future. And then uh, let's go into some of the, the big impacts that there were for, you know, I guess roster changes. We'll start with Jalen Brunson. He left the Dallas Mavericks. Well, before we do that, okay. before we do that, let's let's we talked about Kevin Durant and the non-trade. Let's talk about the other big non-trade that everyone was kind of waiting to fall, sure. and that was Russell Westbrook with the Lakers. There was a lot of speculation that he was going to be moved this offseason, um, and that never came to fruition. And for the same similar reasons, he has a big contract and he he team bounces too much. Mm-hmm. I think all of that played a role into that. Uh, he's on the last year of his contract. I believe he had a player option this year and he, he smartly took it. It was big money. Um, so he did not move. 
that was some of the speculation was, you know, will Kyrie and LeBron have a reunion in L.A.? And, and no, it, it didn't work out that way. So right. those are the two big pieces. Durant and Westbrook. I, ironically, Durant and Westbrook. This is like a, 10 years ago, we would be talking about Durant and Westbrook yeah. as well in Oklahoma City. Um, they they did not move. They stayed with their teams. Um, but yes, there were lots of other moves that did successfully happen this offseason, whether it be trades or, or free agency. Uh, so go ahead, Ronnie. I'm sorry. No, yeah, you're good. And then you're. The third person out of all that was James Harden, who's happily playing for the 76ers too. So that was, it'll be see, interesting to see who, who comes out on top. I think these guys are all kind of like secretly battling each other. They all want their team to win because they all played, they all three played together in the past. So they want to do everything they can to make sure that they, they do better than the other person that they, they used to play for. Or, you know, they just, they all hate each other, right. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Especially at the Durant and Harden thing when they were on the same team just recently too, again. So yeah, going yeah. to Brunson. Brunson was was a, a decently big one. It wasn't that big, I don't think, but it was one of the bigger ones. So he was one of the key players on the Dallas Mavericks alongside with Luca, right? So he went That's to right. the yep. New York Knicks. Um, he is last year he was fifty second in scoring with sixteen point three points per game. He only had four point eight assists, and then he. So yeah, he's gonna join forces with all those Nick players down there. I don't know. I I honestly don't see this being a, a big impact i think it might help jalen brunson and his points per game because he's getting away from lucas so he's gonna be able to score more and maybe have more assists but i don't necessarily think it's gonna help the new york knicks what do you think about that one jalen brunson took advantage of an injured tim hardaway in dallas and just did absolutely everything he needed to do to get himself a really, really nice contract with the Knicks. So I agree with you. We saw, we've seen the ceiling of Jalen Brunson, I believe. And I don't think you're going to get playoff Jalen Brunson throughout the course of this contract. And I think they may, they may end up with buyer's remorse when it's all said and done. But, you know, kudos to him for, for putting his best foot forward when he absolutely needed to and, and getting paid as a result of it. But mm-hmm. I just, you know, I, I think I agree with you. It's, it's a move. It's not a big move. I, I think their probably expectations are higher than what it'll actually be because you're not going to get that same performance day in and day out. He's not, he's not a Donovan Mitchell or he's not a Devin Booker esque player. Mm-hmm. He's he's an above average player that's going to get you a lot of minutes, but he's not going to win you a championship. You, you need a lot of pieces around him, and I just don't think the Knicks are really going to make a whole lot of noise even with this signing. Yeah, well said. Yeah, he he just played excellent in the playoffs right next to Luka. He was one of the, the top scorers, you know, next to him. And then, yeah, got him, got him an excellent contract. So, yeah, it's just, yeah, whatever. I don't yeah, think- and he stepped up. He stepped up legit in the playoffs. He mm-hmm. was he was playing his best basketball. Um, but I yeah, that's it. There's yep. no more. There's no more left in the tank there. You <laughs> yeah. might get you might get that performance again here and there, but you're not he's not going to suddenly evolve into you know, uh, Luca-esque player. Right. And Brunson, he is a, a true point guard too. So when Luca was bringing up the ball every time, like passing it off to Brunson, it wasn't, it wasn't really helping Brunson that much, you know? So it, I don't, it'll be interesting to see how Brunson takes like that point guard role now that, cause like that's his role on the Knicks. So we'll, we'll see what he right. does with that. Um, going on to Donovan Mitchell, this is, I, I really like this player as an offensive player, but defensively he, he sucks in defense, right? So Donovan went from Utah. It was Utah, right? Yes, he was a <laughs> member of the Utah Jazz. Yeah, I got refreshing my memory too. And then, so now he's <laughs> well, on Cleveland. Um, he was ninth in scoring last year with twenty five point nine points per game. So that that's off the charts, right? In the top ten, only five point three assists per game. So maybe he needs to work on helping his teammates a little bit more. 
But Cleveland has a good, young, strong team. Um, I know this is one of your favorites, but uh, yeah, they're moving up. What, what do you think about this move? I think it was a good move for, for both Donovan Mitchell and for the Cleveland Cavs. The Cleveland Cavs, like you said, have a lot of good young talent. You know, uh, Darius Garland has proven to be a, a great player, and I think he will continue to get better. Um, you know, Colin Sexton was a unrestricted, I'm sorry, a restricted free agent, and he didn't get any offer sheets. And then I think he was involved in that trade. I think he now goes to Utah uh, as part of that uh, part of that deal. Uh, I like it. I like it for for both you know both organizations. I think it's a good it's a good move. You know, Utah's rebuilding. Donovan Mitchell is ready to go. You mentioned it. He's a top top 10 scorer and he's going to have that veteran leadership that you're going to want with those young guys in Cleveland. So I like the move. I think it's a good move. I think Cleveland Cleveland was in the playing game this year and they lost. They didn't make the official quote unquote 18 playoffs, but mm-hmm. I would expect them to not be in that situation this year and, and be to be in the playoffs outright. Yeah, there's a lot of promise for this team, too. I, I think this is a perfect fit for Donovan Mitchell. Um, it was a good fit on Utah, but because that team broke apart, you know, it's like the Rudy Gobert trade, and they just they lost all of their good players. So, you know, Donovan Mitchell, is just he needed somewhere good to go, somewhere to build on, and I think Cleveland is this perfect fit for him. I'm excited to see what he does with that team, too. Right, and they're collecting draft picks. I mean, there, there mm-hmm. was it was obvious that this that's all it was, is... They wanted to get as many draft picks as they could, and they got a bunch with Rudy Gobert, and they were hoping to get the same with Donovan Mitchell. Didn't quite work out that way. Someone may have overpaid in Minnesota, but they got a, a good supply of draft picks. They get a Colin Sexton who is coming off of his rookie deal, so still a young player uh, that could start to to build a team around him or at least be a part of of the new Utah Jazz team coming forward. So, yep. like I said, it's a win-win for both organizations based off what their what their goals are. Yeah. I don't think his points per game will go down any too, because he's just he's a, a solid scorer. He doesn't need any help, and his assist. Hopefully, that goes up. You know, I want to I want to see him get his team involved. So I I want to see. Yeah, so we're up. spoiled, right? Yeah. We're our point guards in Phoenix are are true point guards, and and you know, average almost double digit assists per games between you know the history of of Kevin Johnson and Steve Nash, and you know even that short time that Ricky Rubio was here, and mm-hmm. and now with Chris Paul. But that's that's more of an anomaly in the league most point guards are probably five assists per game somewhere in that range so yep. we are um, definitely spoiled. this is the style of play yeah for sure all right anything else to touch on that no i think that i think that all covers it all right, what, so, let's talk about the other utah jazz member though that left we, we mentioned sure. it briefly yeah we could go into that and one that's so Rudy, mr gobert yep. so he yep. is no longer on utah like we mentioned because he got traded to the timberwolves he is a three-time nba defensive player of the year He's 56 in scoring last year at 15.6 points per game. So yeah, he's he's not a, a big scorer, but that's still a, a good amount. But he averages 14.7 rebounds. That's what he got last year. Um, and he averages 2.1 blocks. So he's a defensive machine. Um, Utah's team just fell apart, so they 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 needed to get rid of him. There was no reason to like try to keep him together and on this team that just wasn't playing good together. So now he gets to play alongside with yeah. the other big man, Carl Anthony Towns, who is 11th in the league in scoring at 24.6 points per game, and he gets 9.8 rebounds, but they're both centers. So how do you think that's going to work out? I think it'll work out pretty well because they're very different players. Um, you know, Carl Anthony Towns prefers to be on the outside. He he can make a jump shot. He's, he's a better player. 
I don't want to say he's not a good perimeter player, but he's better. He's more versatile as a center, right? He's he's one of more, one of those more hybrid centers. Where Rudy Gobert is one of those more you know rim protector sort of guys. So I think it'll actually help them out quite a bit. Uh, we saw that with you know David Robinson and Tim Duncan, right? They're both seven footers, but they play very different style of basketball. Yep. And and San Antonio was able to use them to to perfection. Uh, so we see that with a lot of teams when you have that that sort of situation. So I think it's going to work out really really well for them. Uh, they paid a lot. They paid a lot to get them. Yeah. So if it doesn't work out, there's going to be a GM looking for a new job. <laughs> but uh, I, I thought it was a, a good a good signing. I'm a fan. Or a good trade, I should say. I agree. I'm a fan of just getting the biggest guys in the league. You know, the most important players. Like you have to go up against both of these guys on defense. You know, that it's not going to rock out. Or since Carl Anthony Towns, he's familiar with the you know three point shot. You know, he could play on a perimeter. He could he could defend on the perimeter too. So when all the time, these a lot of teams will like drive it to the hoop and then kick it out. So if you have Rudy Gobert down there, you know, blocking the inside, and then Carl Anthony Towns, you know, helping guard the perimeter, then yeah, you can maybe stop these teams defensively and and go the other way and get some offensive shots. You know, so I'm excited to watch this team. And then they have a lot of other other players on this team too. They're just, I honestly, I, I predict predict this team to to make the finals. This is like one of my picks. Oh boy! I, I have, yeah, I have, I have a couple of them. <laughs> you have I, like nine teams making the NBA finals. That's true. Just, just so, so everyone's aware. <laughs> no, I have. So this this team on the West and the Pelicans on the West. Those are my two teams that I predict will make make the finals. So I, the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, the Western. Or are they are they playing each other in the NBA Finals? Somehow? One of these teams will play in the NBA Finals, okay. but I think gotcha. I think these teams will they're they're definitely going to be in the Conference Finals unless they play each other early in the playoffs. But yeah, these these are my two picks right here. These are those are excellent teams, and yeah, I'm excited to, for to see Rudy Gobert alongside this other huge guy who could hit the perimeter shots. Right. You know, so yeah. So let's talk a little bit about Anthony Edwards. Um, he has. Did you see the the fine that he received? He received a forty thousand dollar fine for offensive comments made in offensive comments made in social media. Yes. Did you see that story? So this this brought up a lot of a weirdness amongst people. Um, you know, why is he being fined for saying something? He made some homophobic comments uh, that went out over social media. I don't think he was aware that it was being recorded. I don't, I don't, I don't understand why you would record yourself saying that. I don't know. He's kind of dumb. What kind of but, friend uh, is he, that, right? To even post that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he got. He's, he's not getting suspended, but he is fined. And a lot of NBA players kind of came out and said that. It's like, so we're going to get fined if we say something that people don't agree with. And you know, it's a whole whole thing, but. You know, you 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 represent the company that you work for, and if you say something offensive, there you could be fired for that, right? That's not freedom of speech. Anthony Edwards isn't in prison because of what he said, but his company could absolutely take repercussions against him. I think that's one of the things that people sometimes get confused with freedom of speech. Freedom of speech doesn't mean there's no consequences for your words because there are absolutely consequences. And I think Anthony Anthony Edwards kind of learned that through this, and hopefully, he, he you know, if he has thoughts like that, he keeps them to himself. Uh, hopefully he learns from this and doesn't make things that are, are going to get himself in trouble and just kind of make him look dumb. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I was, I was, I don't know if I was expecting a suspension. It'd be kind of crazy if they did suspend him, but, uh, I am glad that they at least addressed it in some fashion. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, it's interesting. Whether or not it's enough, you know, that's that's up to, you know, I, I don't want to get involved in that conversation. But, <laughs> you know, he said something offensive. He represents the NBA. He represents the Timberwolves. They are absolutely within their rights to to fine him or, or suspend him or, or do whatever they want to do. And if I were to say something like that, my company would probably fire me in a heartbeat. Yep. Yeah, and you got to follow the money, right? Because they have to worry about sponsorships and, you know, you could have, you could say something like this and then some company is going to say, well, I'm, I'm not going to put my name on your stadium anymore because your player said this and there's just so much money involved. So I know maybe that probably won't happen, you know, but it, it could happen like with, yeah. with Sarver and stuff. Like, I mean, all of that stuff that was going on, there's talk about some sponsorships leaving, but. Yeah. And that's the big, you, you think, I think you hit the nail right on the head there is that the NBA needs to protect their brand so that they can continue to get sponsorships. And if you have all of your players coming out with these things that are going to drive people away, um, that's not going to make anybody money. Right. And you know, they have to step up and take care of that. See, and I don't like the idea of finding players because then they, they do have to watch what they say. I know that there's some certain things that you shouldn't say, but I don't like when they're in, being interviewed and they're, they're not being allowed to say what they want to say. They can't say things about like the rest, for example, you know, they get fined for yeah. things like that, you know? So I think it all just comes around like full circle where just like, I'm tired of these NBA players being like too careful about their, what they're saying, because I want to know how they feel. And like after a hard, tough game, you know, but I don't know. I just, I, I see what you're saying. I, I agree with you is that they should absolutely be allowed to give their opinion on what happened in the game. If they think a call is a bad call, you should be allowed to say after the game, I haven't seen the replay, but that felt like a bad call. Or I looked at the replay and that was a bad call. Yeah. I mean, that's their opinion. And a lot of times it's it's true. Mm-hmm. Um, the NBA shouldn't find them for that. I, I agree with you there. That's kind of stupid because that's about the game. Right. right? There, it's, it's, it's about the game. Um yeah, yeah, the NBA, it's a slippery slope. And I, I definitely think Adam Silver, uh, it's tough. It's tough to be the kind of the judge, jury, uh, judge, jury and executioner on those sort of things. But you definitely have to protect your brand. Yeah. You have to protect your, 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 that's what you're responsible for is then NBA commissioner. So stuff like that, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta figure out what's allowed and what's not allowed. And it needs to be clearly communicated to the players and teams so they can do it. But at the same time, you don't want robots. Yeah. Why, why'd you lose the game? We lost the game because we scored less points. <laughs> I know. Any other question? I mean, uh, you, Marshawn Lynch with his, I'm here so I don't get fined. That's what you're going to end up with. <laughs> exactly. Because you're going to find them for showing up for these interviews and, you know, you're not going to get real answers. Yeah. Bill Belichick just recently was doing interviews where he's just like, day by day. That's every question. Yeah. I was just like, come on. <laughs> like, he is a robot. So. Yeah. And that's, that's going to keep him from getting into trouble. Right. It's, it's it's weird. It's a weird I'm, world sometimes. I'm here answering your questions because I have to. You know, that's what it turns yeah, into. So exactly. But yeah, I just, I want to hear the 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 emotions from these players. You know, I want to hear them cussing oh, yeah. and cursing and, you know, saying whatever they want. Just get it out, you know, but don't find them for all that stuff. Um, but this recording, I, I, I get because of sponsorship, you know, but I don't know. What are you going right. to do? What can you do? So. Yeah, it's tough. Next player I want to go over is DeJounte Murray. I feel like this guy has really grown on you. Is do you you like him, right? I th- I feel like you appreciate DeJounte Murray as a player. I have mixed emotions yeah. on DeJounte Murray. I think he is a solid player. I think he was the best player on a bad San Antonio team mm-hmm. and you know, now he's been traded to Atlanta. I think the way he played during some of these programs is kind of immature and just kind of it's douchey douchery is is a good word to describe it but just you know <laughs> bouncing the ball off of players heads and yep. uh you know him and 
Paolo Blanchero sort of got into a very one-sided tiff that Paolo didn't even know he was involved in, at least <laughs> yeah. initially. I just, I just don't understand what he was trying to prove out there, um, other than maybe trying to get some notoriety and, and make a name for himself. But I, I think he's a good player. I, I don't know, I don't know how it will work when he's playing teams that are more talented. Yeah. Right? Cause it's easy, it's easy to be the best player on a bad team. If I went and played basketball with my, my first graders classmates, I would be the greatest player to ever play. <laughs> right. Um, but then if I go play with people my, my own age, I, I'm, I'm going to be terrible. Yeah. So I, I think when he's around more talent, he needs to, he needs to get him his, his head on straight and, and perform. Um, and I don't know if the coaching staff in Atlanta is strong enough to, to kind of to do that. But yeah, I, I'm excited to see it. You know, mm-hmm. we, we talked about this before the podcast is sort of the, the two point guard experiment tends to go poorly. Right. But maybe they'll figure it out this time. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. So DeJounte Murray, he left the San Antonio Spurs, went to join Trey Young. And the Atlanta Hawks. He was traded. Yep. That was part of a trade. It yep. wasn't a, a sign. Yep. Yeah. I just said join, but yeah, trade because they trade. So let- let's be specific, Ronnie. Okay. <laughs> sure. People, people need to know. <laughs> Absolutely. So last year, Murray, he was 20th in the league in scoring. He averaged 21.1 points per game. He also averaged 9.2 assists and 8.3 rebounds per game. I didn't even mention rebounds on these other past point guards because they, they hardly rebound, you know? So it, this is one of the rebounding point guards in the league. So that's good to see. He almost averaged a triple double every game. If you look at those numbers. So, and then he's now he's playing next to Trey Young, who's fourth in the league in scoring, 28.4 points. But again, both of them are point guards. So, who's going to bring the ball up? Are they going to switch back and forth? Is it going to be like a, a Luca and Brunson type of situation? I don't know. I, I just, I don't like that these teams are, are trading for a, a, another player that they already have uh, that position filled with, you know, for another point guard or another center. I guess, and the, Timberwolves situation, I kind of get that because they're two different. They play differently, but in this situation, I feel like these guys play the same. So, and it doesn't really help you defensively. Yeah. So I don't know. Just kind of weird. I think I think uh, you have to score more points to win basketball games. So in theory, getting people that score points on your team um, is going to help you win basketball games. But yeah, I agree. It's 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 it'll be interesting to see how it works out. I imagine you have plays designed where Trey brings the ball up and you have plays designed where DeJounte brings the ball up and sometimes it's just you know, whoever's there takes it. Mm-hmm. Um and you kind of go with what it gives you. But if it starts getting into, well he had more touches than me and I want more touches than him and you know that sort of sort of ego contest yep. that could that could spell trouble and and we saw that firsthand in Phoenix when, for whatever reason, we had three point guards on our team, um, and it didn't work out. So, if yeah. one of them, and I think, I think maybe, I mean, Trey Young might be more of a natural shooter than a point guard, so maybe he kind of takes that role, and he's yep. happy to be getting those assists and getting those open shots. Um, maybe that works out well for them. So, I, Trey Young is a good shooter. So maybe you take some of the pressure off of him of having to create his own shot and, and you kind of help those guys out that way. So yeah. I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to watch. It'll be a fun experiment. I don't know that it's going to yield much different results than they had last year. They're, they're sort of a – I see them, especially in the East, as a bottom sort of just barely making the playoffs yep. kind of team. You know, six is their ceiling as far as uh, playoff spots uh, seeding goes. I That's agree. probably about as high as they're going to get. Yep. And the year before, they made the conference finals, but they lost that. And then the 
And then last year, uh, I think they lost the first round of the playoffs, if I remember correctly. So I don't believe they made the playoffs. I, I think they were in the play-in game, but I, I don't have it up in front of me. I could yeah. be wrong. Yeah, see, it, feels I, like, it feels like a lifetime ago, doesn't it? I know. <laughs> I think they barely made it in, but then they just lost right away. They just It almost seemed like they weren't in a playoff. So yeah, I, I could be yeah. wrong too. But yeah, they just uh, hopefully those are going to get them. Not even hopefully, because I don't like Trey Young. I hope they don't make the playoffs. <laughs> but if yeah. you're a Hawks fan, yeah, hopefully this gets your team you know, further in the playoffs this year. But And honestly, if I was a coach, I would just put these two together and I would I would have them play like two on two against somebody else. I want to build that chemistry between these two where they 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 work together to try to get each other open because both of them are shooters and both of them are point guards so they could they could work on that. And if you just have that going together on this team, that's going to do a lot for you. If if you get Trey Young open for that jump shot, you're good. If you get Murray open for a jump shot, done. So you, they just need to work on getting each other open because they're both ball yeah. handlers and they're both point guards. So we'll see how that works. The out. biggest test is going to be when Trey Young only scores 10 points in a game because, you know, just the way that the game flows. Mm-hmm. How is he going to take that? Is he going to want, is he going to respond positively, uh, negatively? What happens when DeJounte Murray only has eight points in a game because Trey Young's on fire, right? How, how do they respond to that sort of adversity, um, regardless if they're winning or losing games? Uh, how how do they bounce back from that or not even bounce back? How do they, how do they handle that? Right. right. That's going to be the biggest, the biggest takeaway I think is, is ultimately if they'll be successful or not. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Well, I'm, I'm excited to see it, even though I don't want to watch them, but let's <laughs> just be interested to see the results next year. Um, This is the last one I have to go over. So if you have anything to add on after this, just go ahead. But this is yeah. the biggest one to me is this John Wall trade. So John Wall went from Houston to the LA Clippers, where he teams with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. This is why I think it's the biggest trade of the year, or the, the biggest addition, um, is because you have a championship team here. Kawhi Leonard has won multiple, well, he, he won a championship with the Raptors, and then Paul well, George. I think he won one, he won with the Spurs as well. Oh yeah, when he was like really young, just starting off. Yeah, then, I think he was at finals MVP with one of the years he was there. And then Paul George, he's, he's still working on his his championship. I don't think he's gotten one yet. Now, Wall sat out last year due to a disagreement on his role with Houston. So he p- reportedly wanted to start games and compete to hold on to that, that role where the Rockets preferred him to come off the bench. He didn't agree with that. So he just sat out last year. So that's just set out. That's, <laughs> yeah. I wish I could do that, right? My I boss know, is like, right? hey, did you do this? But like, no, I'm just going to sit this one out, boss. <laughs> yeah. And then get rewarded for it next year with a huge contract from yeah. the LA Clippers. You go to a, be- a better job with more money because you sat out. It's, it doesn't make any sense, but that's how it is. So I went back a year before just to kind of give some stats insight, some insight on the set stats. So in 2021, he averaged 20.6 points per game, 6.9 assists. But in the past, he has had three years in a row where he averaged 10-plus assists. So 2021 wasn't that great in assists, but he, he is a, a great passer. And that was on the Washington Wizards with those three years in a row for 10-plus assists. Uh, he's been in the league for 10 years now. Um, I, I brought this up. I wanted to kind of quiz you. So in the last five years, how many games do you think John Wall has played out of 400? There was 400 games. 
So you didn't tell me this, and I have his stats right up in front of me. Oh, okay. So I can tell you. He hasn't played a lot. Yeah. What is that? Uh, let me do some quick mental math. That's less than 100, I think. Well, Just he, right at 103? So 113 games out of 400 he's played. So he's yeah. he's made of glass, or he sat out, you know? So it's interesting to see that that stat, you know? So I don't know. What, what, yeah, so what do you think? It's it's... He hasn't played more than 41 games since 2016. Is that crazy? Um, he missed all of last year, as you mentioned. He sat out all of last year. He missed all of the 2019-2020 season. Um, and then he was only playing, on average, you know, 38 games for the, the last three years he was active. Mm-hmm. He, I, I don't know why, I, I, I get why you think this is a good signing, but. I think it's just an okay signing. It's a depth signing. He's not going to be the player that he was, um, you know, in the 2000, early in his career, right? With the Wizards. Mm-hmm. He, he, that, that player is gone. He's going to be injured. Uh, but so is Kawhi Leonard and so is Paul George. Yeah. And that's why he signed John Wall is, is for that extra depth on the team there. He's 32 years old. Um, I think it's an okay signing. I just think I think at the end of the day he's gonna probably if he plays more than forty games his minutes are not he's not he averages on uh, on average thirty five minutes a game in his career I I think you're gonna see his minutes drop maybe his games played go up but it's gonna be a wash when you when you do the math at the end of the day so I think it's a fine addition for depth for the Clippers team because you know they're gonna be injured but I don't think it's that big of a deal I don't think it's that big of a signing just because I think he's a shell of his former self. Okay, interesting. See, I I think it's a perfect fit for these guys. Kawhi Leonard was it? You know, he didn't play hardly last year at all, if if at all. I don't think he played the whole entire year. But um, yeah, they they still made the playoffs, but they just couldn't go anywhere because they didn't have these superstars. But now you're adding John Wall. And you're going to have a healthy Kawhi Leonard, hopefully. And yeah, I just think this team, you know, like I said earlier, you know, when we looked at the odds, they're in the top five to win the championship. So I think this is going to be an excellent team. You definitely want to keep your eyes on them. I am not... Predict they're going to be in the NBA finals? I was just going to say the opposite <laughs> because I already made two predictions. Yeah, They will lose to one of these other two teams, you know, like the Timberwolves or the Pelicans. But they're going to be in the mix, definitely. And I, I, yeah, I just, I kind of, I'm leaning towards you where I, I don't think they have enough, you know, with Wall. It, but I think he's a, he, he's a really, he's a fit that they needed though at that position, at the point guard position. So right. I don't know, it'd be interesting to see how he works, you know, with passing the ball to these other two superstars they have on this team. Keep an eye on them. Well, I don't think, I think very rarely you'll see all three on the court at the same time. Maybe I'm wrong. We'll see. Yeah. I, Time will tell. Yeah. I, I'm excited to see that one. I, I actually do want to watch a few of their games. That'll be one of the teams I'll watch. I don't, any well, other we're going to play- watch all, all the teams, Ronnie. <laughs> yeah. Any don't other, you worry. Any other players that I missed? No, that seems to be a pretty good rundown. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of signings and trades for, for some, some other players, but you know, Bradley Beal re-signed with the Wizards. That was a big deal because people yeah, weren't sure if that was happen. Yep. I didn't go over any re-signings. Yeah. No, and that's fine. I mean, the NBA looks a little different every year, but a lot of times you see... Just a few, just like this year, just a few sort of big names moving teams mm-hmm. and, and how ultimately they'll impact. It'll be interesting as we approach the trade deadline, if teams try to, try to go all in and win it, or if, if they, you know, if you're a buyer or a seller, or you just, you know, you just like, yeah, this is who we are and, yep. uh, and see what that looks like at the, as we approach that trade deadline in February. Exactly. Yep. 
All right, so next I want to go what we've seen in the preseason. I, I know you haven't had too much of a chance to see the preseason, you know, what's going on in there because you've been on vacation, but... Um, preseason w- basketball is like practicing kissing with your sister. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. It's not real, and it's kind of gross. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right, so a big thing I want to go over is the, the Suns had a big loss to the ADL 36ers. So I thought that was a typo when you sent that to me. Yeah. I was like, is Ronnie having a stroke? <laughs> <laughs> it was horrible because, you know, we're supposed to be this amazing team. And then this this other, this is supposed to be one of those games where it's just like you, you play against like a high school team just to kind of get your crap together. And, you know, just, you know, you're going to beat the pants off of them because you're, you're this superstar NBA team that, you know, made the finals last year. And then you lose to them. Like, what, what's going on, sons? Like, that, that was, I don't know. Does, does that worry you at all? Not in the slightest. I could. I, it's 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 a meaningless game. Preseason basketball is meaningless. You're more of okay. Let's get our players out there. Let's see how what shape they're in. And maybe the goal of this game was I don't want anyone to take a shot. I didn't watch the game, so mm-hmm. I, I can't say I don't want anyone to take a shot that's less than ten feet from the basket. I, I want we're going to work on our jump shots. If you get a rebound, don't try to dunk it back in. Pass it out to the perimeter and let's just shoot. Yeah. Something like that. Maybe that's all they want to do. Or maybe we're going to pass it three times and take a shot regardless, right? Yeah. Find the best person, pass it, make them shoot it. Um, you, you work on things. You're practicing. You're getting better. You're getting ready for the regular season. I think these games are absolutely meaningless. Um, and it doesn't, preseason success or failure doesn't necessarily determine regular season success or failure unless yeah. someone gets injured in preseason. God, if someone gets injured in preseason, it's just like, man, why do why, <laughs> we're going to suck now? So yeah. I, I think it's about keeping everybody healthy, seeing that guys, you know, work together. They have that chemistry and then just starting to work on things. Okay. We're going to work on passing this game. We're going to work on rebounding this game. We're going to work on whatever. And we're slowly going to start to put it all together as we approach uh, that October was October 18th mm-hmm. start of the season. Um, and that's really, I think, the ultimate goal. Plus, you get you get to play some new teams in new cities. I saw, um, was it the Lakers and somebody were playing in Las Vegas and T-Mobile yep. Arena. That's cool. I think the the Hawks and the Bucks are playing in Dubai right now. That's cool. Right. It's just it gives a chance to, you know, show off show off your your yourself to the league and to the country and just, you know, just kind of have some fun. I do appreciate that these NBA teams are playing the preseason in other countries, but they're, you know, when it comes to like the main season, they're going to stay in the United States. So I do like that. But yeah, you're getting some interest around the world. And so this this is why the Phoenix game worried me. So they the score was one twenty four to one thirty four against this ADL team, right? Nice. I, one, we, whoa, whoa, Ronnie! We scored one hundred and twenty four points. I don't <laughs> yeah. care. That's great. That's great offense. That, don't worry about defense. <laughs> <laughs> so this is why it worried me because when I turned on the channel, we were down by twenty points, and I saw all of our starters in. It was Aiton, Booker, Bridges, Paul, and Cam. Uh, yeah, Cam Johnson was on the floor. They're all. The, our start is that we were down by 20. I'm like, oh my God, but this is how the season's starting. And so. they close the gap to 10. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> they, they paid. I mean, maybe that's all you wanted, right? You wanted to get behind and then, okay, now we need to focus on end of game stops and points. Stop yeah. and scoring quickly. You know, maybe that's what they were working on that game. We don't know. We don't know the mind of Monty. And, uh, I, I'm going to, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not going to worry, but I, I understand your concern. <laughs> it definitely made me concerned. But then, just last night we played against the Lakers. 
we beat them 119 to 115. So that kind of just put all, all of my thoughts to rest, you know, it's just like, all right, we'll, we'll be okay. But the Lakers didn't really play hard either too. You know, they hardly played their starters. So I don't know. Yeah, it's preseason. You don't play your starters. Yeah. Or you don't you don't take it as serious as you need to. You focus on what you need to focus on and and you you know, you don't want to put too much on tape either because, you know, game 1, you want to have some surprises out there. Now, football that's more of a thing because you only have the 17 games versus basketball, but it's still, you know, practice the fundamentals. Don't worry about the score. Yep. Exactly. That's preseason basketball. Yeah, yeah. and in they, a nutshell. And they're probably not playing tough defense, you know, cuz I kind of view it as a like the West versus East, you know, the the All-Star game. They don't play any defense hardly. They're not going to try to to hurt the other players by, you know, smashing a ball in their face or anything or you know, taking them out when they're going up for a a dunk. So, they're just they're not playing hard defense. So, I think that's part of it too. All right, so Moving on to the next part, so I, I wanted to go over. We talked, moving on. Yeah, we we talked about this a little bit earlier with how Durant seems to be getting along with everybody, right? And I wanted to talk more about Simmons on this team. So Simmons, he he's actually playing on the floor. He had back surgery and everything. Um, they they look really good. They they just look happy, and I think this team is gonna do really good on the east side. I don't think there's any other team really out there that that is. Like what? So I know you have the Celtics in the East, but do you think there's any team that is going to beat the Brooklyn Nets? Yes. What 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 teams do you think are better than Brooklyn Nets? The Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah. Oh yeah. I forget Heat, about them. The yeah. Philadelphia Seventy Sixers. He got rid of PJ Tucker though. I think that was a a big big thing for them. But they did. Yeah. yeah. Did you see that contract for your guy Hero though? We need a hero. Yeah, they, they, they gave him like over the money. Yeah, they gave him over a hundred million dollars on a contract. So, oh dang, I didn't see that. Yeah, he's he's all I signed hope, up. I hope he can. I hope he can. You know, they need a better shooter. If if hero can be that guy off, he was coming off the bench. They need him to be a starter because Max Struss or whatever yeah. his name was was not good. Uh, but yeah, we 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 talked a little bit about this previously with Ben Simmons, and like I said, everyone can play happy. Everyone looks happy, but it's it's just you know, it's what everyone says. You know, when you when you when you something bad happens. Uh, all the neighbors are like, well, they seem like such a nice family. That's the Brooklyn Nets. They seem like a nice family, but uh, no, we all seen their drama play out. It's it's all fake. It's all smoke and mirrors, Ronnie. Don't don't you worry. They're going to be losing games and exploding soon enough. <laughs> okay, so yeah, they were swept into playoffs last year, right? But they didn't have Simmons, and it seemed like they what they needed to win was some defense. So now that Simmons is healthy, do they have the defense that they needed to? Like at least move on to the next round in the playoffs, right? Like I, I think they'll move on to the next round, but I just think there there are too many teams that are better than them, and that's just gonna. Yeah, man, I, I disagree with you. So <laughs> no, I. So when you're face to face with these teams, when you see Durant and Irving and Simmons staring you down, and you got to play against these three guys, there's no way you're, you're not going to beat these guys. They're they're too good. Although in okay, preseason, so, so you think? Do you think they'll be the final four in the East? Yeah, final four in East. Yeah, I think they'll be final. Do you two. think they'll be in the Eastern Conference? You think they're going to make the Eastern Conference Finals? Correct. Are they going to be in the NBA Finals? That there is some strong teams. Like you have to beat the Celtics, and you do have to beat the Bucks. I know there was a team I was forgetting. So thank you for reminding me about them. Yep. So <sighs> the- yeah, just kind of depending how those chips falls, how how those chips fall. <laughs> yeah, they definitely could be. Okay, so the West you have the Timberwolves and the Pelicans, and the East you have the 
Brooklyn Nets versus the TBD to be determined team, or or are you ready to to say who that is? I I I want to. You know, let's 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 table this. Let's table yeah. this for another another episode because I haven't done my research. Because you're going to be like, "Well, what are your teams?" I'm like, "Ah, you got me. <laughs> I'm not prepared." Um, but let's let's table that and let's talk about our final four. And because I'm I'm interested to see. I don't think Brooklyn's in the final four. Uh, I I'm not. You know, you're you're high on Brooklyn. I'm not. That's fine. Man. I have you, you seen know, Brooklyn's across, roster do though? Think, do you think Giannis is afraid of any of those guys? No, he's not. No. Do you think Chris Middleton is afraid of any of those guys? No. No. They're, who cares who crossed the court for them? Those guys are – when those guys are healthy and playing together, they're, they're champions. And we saw that two years ago when they won the NBA championship. I mean, they are a super talented team. Now look at Philadelphia. Do you think Joel Mead is scared of those guys? Do you think James, James Harden is praying to play those guys in the playoffs? <laughs> he wants to take it to them so badly. That team – is is uh, just yeah I'm not worried about Brooklyn if I'm in the east. Yeah, but they're 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 equivalent to the Clippers. I think it goes the, the other west. way though. Like I, I don't think I don't think Durant's scared of them. I don't think Irving's scared of them. I don't, I don't think they're scared Irving's either. Irving's scared Kyrie Irving is scared of a of a needle to get a vaccine <laughs> shot. Yes, he's going to be scared of Giannis. <laughs> ben Simmons is scared of a banana peel. Yes, absolutely. He's not going to be they're not they're, they're, it's no. I, I don't Okay, so I, we'll, we'll we'll talk about another another episode because I do want to see who your final four are. So uh, I I don't. I'm telling you right now, Brooklyn is not going to be uh, in the Eastern Conference Finals. This is the bench for Brooklyn Nets. They also have Joe Harris, Nick Claxton, Seth Curry, Patty Mills, T.J. Warren. That's a that's a deep bench. Markeith Morris is on there. Wow! If this bench was five <laughs> years ago, I'd be like, "Whoa, this is a great bench." <laughs> I don't know. I think they have the supporting cast too. So I, I, I will say you are wrong, and we, we will see. I yeah, up. and there's there's some there's some personal bias here, right? I'm, yeah. I'm at this point, I'm rooting for Brooklyn to lose um, <laughs> because I want to see I want to see the fire. Right? I want to see the train wreck uh, in real time. So um, that would be good to see. Knows? But I'd also like to see the redemption of it. Like all this crap happened last year, but then they come back to win the championship. I I think that would be just. A, a really good rejoice. A heartwarming story. Yeah, and then Disney's going to be like, "Hey, we made Rise with Giannis, which is a great story." But see, now let's make one about these these rich dudes with a bunch of ego and how they <laughs> overcame. And then the, yeah, the that's NBA a, that's a great likes story. that too, right? So <laughs> the NBA is going to pay off the refs to make sure that happens. <laughs> oh no! So I haven't yeah. seen the script for the season yet, so I don't know. <laughs> All right, so well, I want to move on to the Lakers now because you know this is one, another popular team in the league, and this is the most. Before we do that, let's sure. let's, let's stay out east real quick. Okay, and there was some news about the Celtics head coach. He has been suspended for the year. Um, I don't know how to say his last name. Ime Udako. Yeah, he has been suspended for the year because of a mistress that he had. A 34-year-old married team service something dot 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 team service manager. Uh, so he was having a mistress with an uh, an employee, um, and that came to light. You know, he had a fiance. I believe the employee was married. Yes, a, a 34-year-old devout Mormon married mother of three. Um, <laughs> was having it's getting an affair good. With, yeah, this. <laughs> I like where this is going. <laughs> um, so they had an affair, and, and now he's been suspended for a, a year 
so it's it's interesting to see how they'll respond to that. Now, I think, you know, I, I was high on the Celtics. I think this is going to hurt him quite a bit more because mm-hmm. I feel like he got that team. He, you know, was was the making sure they were in the right position to be successful. I don't think there's anybody that's going to come in for an interim year and have that level of success that he was able to get from those players. So I think this is going to hurt them a lot more um, than it would maybe, you know, a different team. This team is still really young. You know, Jason Tatum is is still a young player. Jalen Rose, not Jalen Rose. Uh, Jalen Green? Yeah, Green. Jalen Brown? Brunson. No, yeah, you're right. <laughs> no. Uh, so, jeez. <laughs> so many Jalen. So many names. So many names. Uh, I think that's going to hurt them a lot in the East. And I... I you know, I don't think they're going to make a return to the Eastern Conference Finals, NBA Finals, because of this. I think this this alone is probably going to cost them 10 games. Yeah, I agree with you. This whole situation was weird to me. When I was watching this on the news, I didn't understand why it deserved a one-year suspension. I mean, if this is just like personal stuff, well, why, why, you know? Well, it's it's still, you know, there's there's the right way and the wrong way to do things. And you still represent your team. And now you have... Team member, you know your your team coach and another team employee just banging, and yeah. that just looks bad for the team. But I I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just that my beliefs. Like I I don't. It was it was consensual, right? It wasn't yeah. like it was it wasn't like forced or anything like that. So yeah, to a certain extent, I, I get what you're saying. It's just uh you know people have affairs all the time. Um, why why do we care that these two were? So yeah, I, I do understand that for for a certain perspective. Um. Just, but you know the Celtics. The Celtics brand is probably one of the most, outside maybe the Lakers, the most recognizable and valuable brand. So you don't necessarily want to tarnish that. I don't know. I yeah. I, I see both sides of it. Um, I guess the takeaway would be if if you're if you're married or engaged, don't cheat on your spouse or significant other. Um, that's that's the big takeaway, I guess. Yeah. Well, I, I guess if you and me had an affair and our wives found out, oh, no. then they would probably suspend oh, us geez. from this podcast. So I, I guess I could kind of see it from yeah. that, yeah, that point of view. <laughs> it's a great analogy, Ronnie. <laughs> you're you're on fire today. <laughs> uh, yeah. It was just I, I just it was news that I didn't expect to happen. Like when these personal relations happen, it's just like, well, yeah, you like you get the punishment from your wives and your spouses instead of like your your employer. So just weird but yeah i do agree with you it is definitely going to affect the the celtics um they do have really good backup coaches too like uh, one of their assistant coaches was the head coach for them um like the year before i believe so they they, they have some some decent coaches there but like you said though the coach that they had last year brought them to the the finals you know it it brought them up a notch so that was the thing they needed to to click so yeah interesting it's tough. It's tough to to know what's right or wrong there. Um, one of the things I wanted to say is what what do what do fans think about this? Do you think that this was a big deal that that they should look into repercussions or there should be some consequences for that, or do you think that it's okay and you know it, the NBA shouldn't be involved with that at all? So let uh reach out to the JNR fan line and let us know what you think. Check out the podcast description for the number. Either send us a text, send us a voicemail and weigh in on the Celtics head coach suspension. Too much of a, of a punishment, too little of a punishment or uh, just right. Let us know. You know, they, they still have an amazing team though. They still kept their team together. Marcus Smart, Derek White, Jalen Brown. Yep. So we were right on there. Jalen, Jalen Brown. Okay. Yep, Jason Tatum, Al Horf- Horford. 
Malcolm Brogdon, Grant Williams. Robert Williams, really? I imagine, is there. Grant Williams is there. Yeah. Can't forget about that. That's space. a good team. They, thankfully, they didn't trade or you know get rid of any of these players. So, yeah, they should be right back with it, but it's just all up to the coach, coaching what, staff What now. does the coaching staff do? Yep. yep. All right. Sorry. No, Lakers. Let's talk Lakers. Everyone's favorite team if you live in LA. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but the only thing I have at the Lakers is that they're fully healthy. Um, they did have a loss to the Kings, one hundred five to seventy five in preseason. So that that kind of you know raised my eyebrow because that's a pretty big loss, right? Against a crappy so just, team. <laughs> just so everyone knows, it, it it raised Ronnie's eyebrow, and that is because he only has one. He is a unibrow, <laughs> yeah. um, so he was only able to raise the one eyebrow. It was the one eyebrow with my lazy eye too. They both went up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's just, uh, yeah. I mean, you know my opinion on preseason. We, yeah. We've talked about that before. I, I don't think it's a big deal. I think it's more impressive of the Kings. They're again a young team that that it's, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs this year, but they're going to be right on that cusp. I, I'm excited to watch the Kings play mm-hmm. uh, versus versus the senior citizen Lakers team. <laughs> yeah, that, I want to know your opinion about how do you think the Lakers will end up this year? Do you think they're going to make the playoffs first of all, and how far in the playoffs do you think? They're going to make it if if you think they make it. Sure. Yeah. No, I, I, you know, the Lakers missed the playoffs last year. They had a lot of injuries last year. They're healthy now, which, you know, at the start of the season, every team should be healthy. So that's not nothing to write home about. I think that they will make the playoffs. I don't think they'll make it out of the first round. Hmm. First round. So like maybe an eight seed or six seed at the most um i i mean they could potentially be a four or five seed and yeah. it just you know i just don't think that they'll i don't think that i don't think they'll they'll have the the stamina needed to to make a deep playoff run and i think in a series you know they're going to get exposed a lot more and and lebron isn't the lebron and this is his 20th year in the league so applaud him for his longevity for being a top player for just so long mm-hmm. but he he can't put a team on his back like he did in his early years with Cleveland and lead them to the finals. He needs help. And the guys you're asking to help are Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis, and Patrick Beverly. Um, not, not yeah. necessarily. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want those guys to help me move, let alone win an NBA championship. They're just, they're not going to be able to stay healthy all year. And, and it's, it's just, you know, first round, first round playoff exit is my prediction for the Lakers. We, we absolutely should do like a full, Here's our playoff bracket. Yeah. Way too early prediction playoff bracket, and uh, and fill that out and, and compare our results there because I think you and I have very different feelings on a lot of teams. I'll make one, and yeah, we could go over that next podcast, next recording. So I think they're gonna win the first round of the playoffs. I think they're gonna make the playoffs this year. I these these players on this team, they have that heart, you know, they have that drive, and they got embarrassed last year. They this is the most embarrassing team last year. So I think they're they're going to work extra hard this season. They're going to finally make the playoffs. They'll win the first round, and then after that, they ju- they're going to feel accomplished. Um, they'll they'll probably <laughs> they'll probably lose against the Pelicans or the Memphis Grizzlies. The though, I'm sorry, yeah, or the oh, or you the forgot about the Grizzlies too. Yeah, the Grizzlies are going to be in the West. Yep, but yeah, I, I think there's just too them. many good teams in the West that are going to beat these guys. Kind of like what you're saying. They they're an older team. They 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 just can't hold up. You know, they're they're not going to stay healthy. Yeah. Did you hear about the signing for Dennis Schroeder though? Cause, no. Okay, because you're on vacation during that. So yeah. Schroeder was on the Lakers a long time ago, but then he left, and then he basically just wanted more money, and then he signed back on the Lakers for a lot less money than he was asking for. I think it was like 
I think he was asking for like 50 million or something before, but then he only got like $2 million this year. So it was just like, Oof. I don't know, it's, it was a crazy difference. I have to look it up to yeah. see exactly what the numbers were, but he is a really good point guard. He actually plays for Germany. Um, I was watching him for the FIBA stuff, you know, but yeah, he, he's an excellent point guard now. He's really grown up and, but now you have three point guards. You have Schroeder, who's probably the best point guard, and then Westbrook and Beverly. So, just like we talked about, it's, it's like that Phoenix Suns team when we had all those three point guards. Now, now they got it. Well, I don't know. I just I don't know what they're going to do with that. You know, it's just they have shooters now. I, but I, yeah, I don't know. Schroeder might not even make the rotation, right? No, I think he's going to be a starter over Westbrook. Yeah. Honestly, he's he's better I, than Westbrook. I don't know. I mean. Yeah, I, we'll see. We'll see what the year starts. But oh, we we've talked about this before. Um, uh, let me let me table that for another discussion because that that's going to go down a long road. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and we're we're approaching the the we're getting close to the one hour mark, and I, I think there's probably a few more things you wanted to discuss. There's certainly one more thing I wanted to have, so I'll I'll, I'll table this discussion of <laughs> okay, of sure. Sh- what what does it mean to be a starter? Does it even really matter? You're right. Um, yeah, that is a long discussion. I have a strong opinion yep. on that. Yeah, Crowder's <laughs> involved in that discussion, and yep exactly okay yep. so is there anything else that you want to go over like for the off-season refresher or any yeah, anything else this just that you think one more people thing know? that just this yeah hot off the presses is that uh there was there was a fight there was a fight between a physical altercation between draymond green and jordan Poole after practice uh they were chest to chest head to head and ultimately you know i don't think there's any video of it but draymond green apparently struck jordan Poole, and now he's being investigated if he'll be suspended um, it'll probably be by the team not necessarily by the nba he was suspended before for calling a player i think he called him a the b word or something like that <gasps> um and that's, i know i know draymond green cursed who would have ever thought um but when it's your own team you shouldn't be <laughs> that's yeah. sort of a big deal so him and jordan Poole are both playing in their contract year and they both want to stay with the warriors but they both want to get paid and there's not going to be enough money for both of those guys so i I wonder if in their heads they see it as it's a me or him sort of thing and they're they're trying to one-up each other um but yeah draymond green you know draymond green is great at escalating things he he would be a great cop um he's great at escalating things and and getting it to the point of violence and and apparently that's what he did with jordan Poole. i think in a fight Jordan Poole loses that fight every single time. Yeah, right. Um, so I'm glad that players were able to separate them. But I can't imagine what happened that would bring teammates that just won an NBA championship to blows after a practice. Um, so it's interesting to see what the, the punishment for Draymond Green is going to be, how that carries over to their offseason. Are they now forced to trade one of these guys because yeah. they can't? They can't work together. You know, you, you're, I know you're a big fan of team chemistry. You always have a little bit of a wild card with Draymond Green on your team or Patrick Beverly, some of those, some of those sorts of guys. But what does this do to that locker room overall? And, and what should the Warriors do about this? So now I got a question because I don't know all the details. I'm hopefully you read up on it, but what did this, was this going on during like a, or was it after like a preseason game or was it just during practice? Or do you know like what? We're talking about practice, Ronnie. Okay. Practice, not the game. Weird. Not the game. Practice. Very interesting. Yeah, I, I don't know what what could you be fighting about. Just like you said, like maybe it's just who's the better one. Like who deserves to be the starter out of those two? You're right. Yeah. Like, I think. I mean, basketball is a very physical game, and emotions run high. And and I think it just you know you, you're away from the game because you are in the off season, and then you come back, and you maybe just kind of have to recalibrate. 
the level of intensity that you have mm-hmm. and maybe some, you know, you start track toss, blah, talking trash. It can, can escalate really quickly, especially with Draymond who doesn't seem to, to have that. I'm just going to walk away mentality yeah. that, um, that you should have that not as a basketball player, but just as a person in general, right? Sometimes you just can't argue with stupid and you just need to walk <laughs> away. And these guys are both professional athletes. They both think that, you know, maybe they're deserving of the max contract and just exploded. This is what I expect to happen to the Brooklyn Nets, not yes. the Golden State Warriors. Right, exactly. Yeah, I don't have much to say on it. It's just very interesting. And yeah, I kind of, this is a championship team, right? So it's weird to see the implosion of this yeah. team and it's unexpected. So, but honestly, they're a good team. They're, I think Green will come out later and be like, yeah, we just, we had an altercation and oh, somehow the news got a hold of it, but we worked it out. We're fine. And we're, we're going to win an, another championship. Yeah. I think that's where you really have, you know, the leadership of Steve Kerr is, is just so helpful there, right? Cause he, mm-hmm. you know, he can get, you've won championships with him, multiple championships with that, this team. So he just needs to remind him like, Hey guys, we're a family here. Yeah. Let's, let's put our heads down and, and win basketball games. So yep, exactly. Yeah, I just thought that was interesting. It not, like I said, did not expect that coming out of Warriors camp. Um, yeah. No, it took me by surprise. So I, I don't have anything else to add. Do you have anything else? No, I think that's it. This is it's good to be back talking basketball with you, Ronnie. And uh, you know, this is this is our second season of the podcast. We sort of started towards the playoffs of last year, so we're still trying to figure it out as we go. We are we are not full time podcasters. We're full time dads and um, work our our normal day job. So if you're listening to us and say, "Wow, I hope these guys don't quit their day job," don't worry, <laughs> not not planning on it. Um, this is just something that we have uh, a little bit of fun doing, and, and we we hope that you enjoy listening to us. And uh, we'll continue podcasting through this NBA season and and watching games and, and coming back here to talk basketball. Yep. Yeah. Hopefully, you guys had a good off season, and now that you came back to this podcast and you got refreshed on everything that happened you know, that during the league or during the off season, yeah. Just like you said, thank you for for joining us. Thank you for listening to us. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. We'll see you next time. Bye.